Welcome back to Sweeping the Country. You know, it's the podcast you love with Jimmy Carter and myself, Derek Walker. And today, boy, do we have something special. So let's move on over to my co-host, the legend himself, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Hey, Jimmy. All right, I'm going to give you a quiz here. (laughs) Who is James Scott Bumgarner? Of Denver, Oklahoma. Okay. Now, I thought I had this dialed up, but when you said Bumgarner, I'm a little confused. I was thinking Rockford Files and Huggy Bear and all that good stuff. James Garner is his Hollywood name. I'll be darned. But his real name, he was born Bumgarner. I had no idea. You can't have Bum attached to a Hollywood star's name. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, this guy was the real deal. He was, uh, James Garner was a beloved movie star. People know him as Rockford. If you're a little, you know, younger, yes. and then if you're older, you know him as Maverick. Oh yeah, and Gosh. and he was a great movie star, man. I I still remember Grand Prix. He was in Space Cowboys in 2000. Ooh, that I was love that a movie. fun movie. Oh yeah, but he was a big movie star. I mean, The Great Escape was one of the greatest movies of all time. Yes, indeed, and it was and an old one, that. but it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that was in one of the, and considered to be one of the top. 50 movies of all time, The Great Escape, 1963. But he was in so many different kinds of movies and and such a interesting guy. People knew him as a as a Raiders fan, an Oakland Raiders fan, oh, yeah. a Los Angeles Raiders oh, yeah. fan. He was always down there on the sidelines. Uh, he was he had a combat combat infantryman badge of two purple hearts. I mean, he was the real deal. He was a man's man, no doubt about that. He passed away in July of 2014 at the age of 86. But I worked with his nephew, Terry. Mm -hmm. And uh, we worked together for a number of years that are still friends. And so when I first got to, you know, James Garner was kind of an iffy kind of interview for a lot of people. When I told him Terry was my desk mate, he was in my office with me, then that, you know, things just got, better so we had a great conversation yeah i love this guy and uh, you will too let's go back in time right now jimmy where are we going james garner was a big tv star with a television show called maverick That's right. so hollywood redoes everything you know they have no original thought so they decided <laughs> we're going to do it again and mel gibson was going to star and then james garner was back and here come the mavericks mr garner you're one of the most natural actors i've ever seen is that natural that you're a natural actor or you just try not to let him catch you act that's it i try not to let him catch me act uh it's it's really you know what i strive for is to make people think that's the first time i ever said whatever line it is you know it's very difficult to do so who'd you copy that style from and did you look at somebody originally and say that's a neat way to do this pretty much spencer tracy Hmm. uh i don't ever remember catching spencer tracy really acting you know, everything he did seemed so natural to me. And, uh, and of course, I learned a little technique and professionalism from Henry Fonda, who was that way. Henry was very studied. He was very, you know, he knew exactly what he did every moment. Brando's that way. Brando knew everything he did. You know, you thought some of it was just sloughed off. It wasn't. Hmm. Brando knew every word and every, every gesture very well. You know, aren't there some people... There are some people who can't sing but are singers. Mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong arguably was a stylist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are some people that say they can't act, but they're actors. Yeah. Can you name any right off the bat? Steve McQueen comes to mind. I don't think he really considered Me, himself. Me, I an can't actor. act, but uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, I, I do my best. You know, I try not to get people to catch me acting. Yeah, Steve. Uh, well, Steve was pretty mannered. 
you know, uh, if you look at the body of his work, you'll see a lot of things very similar, you know, but, uh, but he, he really forced his personality in there a lot. He did a lot of takes to the camera and did a lot of action as opposed to a long stenches of dialogue. Yeah, well, Steve, I, I felt was an action uh, actor. He, he he liked action more. He liked his motorcycles and his cars, and you know, and, and he liked the macho stuff. He was one of my favorite actors, though. I always liked oh, yeah. what he did. He yeah. had a, a presence on the screen that demanded you look at him. But that's something you can't work on, isn't it? No, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do anything about that either. Either you have it. It's called, I think it's called stage presence. Either you have it or you don't. You find I think Mel Gibson has that too. He has that X factor. Absolutely. You know, Mel comes on the screen and your eye goes to him. Henry Fonda was that way. He came on stage and every eye would go to that entrance. You know, uh, there's a lot of actors that had it, but I don't think you can develop it. Jodie Foster's a special actress too. She has that X quality, that that little bubbliness or something that comes out all the time. She is the consummate actress. Uh, she, you know, and and she has this quality. It's amazing about. And I told somebody this the other day. You watch Jody, you know, working, and you see her and say, "Boy, she's good. She's good." Then you look on the screen. She's she is really good. She comes alive on film so much more than you see when you're working with her. You know she's great and you love what she's doing, but then when you see it on screen, it's even so much better. So she knows she's a, she really is a wonderful actress and knows that camera very well. You have a problem, I think, with people who are maybe not as professional as you. Why, did, why do you think it is that some stars, they're just people like anybody else, just off the street. Why do some people have to act cocky or whatever it is that oh they just got egos bigger than their talent that's all and is that because of insecurity is that what it boils down to oh in some cases i think that's the case you know but i i don't think you can lump them in you know in uh, in, in, in a pile uh, uh some people are are egotistical without the talent <laughs> you know but uh some people have the talent and terribly egotistical about it you know, in Hollywood, uh, there's a lot of deja vu going on with a lot of the projects that are happening. I think you're living a year of deja vu. You're thinking about yeah. Maverick, and then I think you're never saying never is uh, having to be eaten with the Rockford Files again. I don't think I ever said never, never, but uh, I said things have to change considerably for me ever to do it. And I, I don't know that I'm going to do it. You know, uh, mm. we're talking, you know, whether I'm going to do t the two hour movies, I'm not going to do a series. But uh, I'm talking about doing some two-hour Rockfords. Now, would you probably want to get like paid in advance every day? Uh, you got it. You got <laughs> it. If I do it, they're going to pay me up front. Of course, they would probably just want to pay you a little later and after it, see how it does. Uh, no, I think they understand. If you had, <laughs> yeah. If you had a choice between fame and fortune, which one did you ever decide to take? Oh, I'd take fortune any day. You know, fame is very fleeting. <laughs> how about dealing with the press? Now, you've not chosen to do a lot of this kind of thing over the years. Why is that? Well, I don't think I'm a particularly good interview. Oh, that's uh, not true. But, you know, uh, I, I think the projects, that, that some of them that I do, require it. And I think today, more so than ever, uh, if you're working on something like this, I think it, it, it's just, you know, mandatory that the stars promote it. Now, if they don't like it and they weren't happy with it, I can understand why they wouldn't. But just because uh, they don't want to, that's no good reason. 
Were you all in a wad in the last week or so about the fact that the Raiders might be going to Orlando, Florida? Did that like cause you sleepless nights or anything? No, it didn't cause me sleepless nights because uh, I went to the Raiders when they were in Oakland and I went to them when they were in L.A. and I'll probably go see them wherever they are. So you think they're going to move? Or are they just playing? I don't think they'll move in the long run. They may have to play one year outside Los Angeles because I don't know where they're going to play. I don't think they can fix the Coliseum after the earthquake uh, in time to do it, but maybe they can. But I don't think Al wants to leave L.A. I get reports though, that you are pretty much a sports nut, aren't you? You have your command center at home? You got, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got that I from the inside. Yeah, I have uh, two television sets. I got a 40-inch and 27-inch, and I'm working both of them and on uh, New Year's uh, I've got another portable over here that I can watch. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Nice meeting you finally. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Thank you. Say hi to Terry. I will. Absolutely uh, loved Maverick and I'd forgotten Jodie Foster was in that movie too. Right. I mean that there was, was a, a lot of people one. in that in yeah. that movie. You know yeah. the thing about James Garner is he was a very private introverted man. Mm -hmm. uh, he had friends like Tom Selleck wow. and Clint wow. Eastwood who they were all, you know, personal friends. Uh, Garner opened the door for people like Steve McQueen and Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he Eastwood considered him a mentor. He he's just a was a great guy, and he was in a movie uh, toward the end of his career with his friend Jack Lemmon, and it was uh, about Grumpy two guys who. They, no, what? they were on the run. They were former presidents of the United States. What the heck was the name and of the movie? It was called My Fellow Americans. My fellow but anyway, we I don't think we spent that much time, although I think that when those two got together, they made each other laugh. Jack Lemon was one of those that he couldn't keep a straight face oh, sometimes, gosh. but Garner would get so mad at him because he would laugh, <laughs> and Garner wouldn't break up. He was a tough, you know, tough guy. You know, so yeah. anyway, we talk about that too. You know, I was looking over your long and distinguished career here in this current biography. By the way, the person who comes before Garner is Indira Gandhi. I'm not sure what that says. Yeah, well, we're similar. <laughs> when you were in Cheyenne, they said they did a little screen test with you at Warner Brothers, and you did a couple of bit parts in Cheyenne, and you got so many letters from girls that called you cool, cute, and sexy. Did you ever think of yourself as cute, cool, and sexy? Not any of those, and I don't remember all that. I don't remember. Well, of course, I don't remember. That's 40 years ago. Uh, <laughs> but I never thought I was cute or sexy or what was the other one? Cool, cute, cool. and sexy. Cool. cool. No, not any of those. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, you were you were a handsome man. I'm sure you. And I've got pictures here to prove. You know that we'll show here on television when you were a dapper. Mm, Look at this guy please, here. I mean, please. he was a he was a screen idol. Please. Did you ever get caught up, you know, in the Hollywood thing and the girls writing letters and the ego get out of control and that kind of stuff? No, no, because I was married all the time. Couldn't even listen to those. I, I, I really never paid much attention to that. You know. And you were paid much publicity, and you never did go out and hang out in the nightclubs and do any of that stuff. Did no, you? I didn't do the Hollywood scene. So how do you? Con why? Because you came from Oklahoma and you just had different roots, or just what? I just that doesn't interest me. You know, I know a lot of people. You have to keep going to the restaurants, and they have to go so they can be seen, or and go to the parties so they can talk to producers and directors. And I, I well, I never did that. If, you know, they don't want me. They don't want me. I'm not going to go in and beg them for a job, and uh, and it's managed to work for me. You kind of backed into the career anyway. You got, you know, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't anything that I wanted to do. A guy offered me a job, and I was tired of doing what I was doing, so I said, well, I'll give it a shot, and. Uh, I've been fortunate. You, know, you worked very hard. I mean, if you read your, your biography, I'm sure you can't even remember these jobs because we all have them. I don't even know what some of these things are, but what's a hod carrier? 
Somebody else asked me that. A hod carry? Yeah. Well, a hod carry is the guy that carries the bricks to the guy that's laying the bricks. Oh. You know, when they're building yeah, a wall up there, and you say, do how do they get up there? You know, well, this guy's got this pole with this V-shaped thing, and you put bricks in them, and you push them up there. And My so goodness, you did dishwashers, and you were a golf ball retriever. That was... Pretty wild well, job. we did that. We just made extra money going. Insurance salesman? You sold insurance? Yeah. What kind of insurance? I couldn't sell insurance. I, I, I couldn't uh, knock You don't strike door. me as being a salesman. Here, you kind of got this guy. mother of three, you know, can't afford anything, and I'm not going to try to sell her insurance. I'd just take one look, and I said, no, ma'am, you don't really need insurance. <laughs> I wasn't good at that. And I love the legend that says here in your biography, too, that you rode a horse to school when you were six? Yep. That sounds like something John Wayne, you know, in fiction would do. Yeah, well, we had one horse, and I thought it was a pony. It was really an old horse. And my oldest brother was in the front, middle brother, in the back, and I was on the back. And uh, if I didn't, I wasn't a good boy, <laughs> I got booted right off the back. Did you ever lay that on your children? Listen, I rode a horse to school when I was yes, six years Yes, and old. Gigi just tells me, that, oh, Dad, forget it. You? And when I didn't have the horse, we had to walk miles. <laughs> How were you on meeting uh, boys that came to the house for your daughters? I've, I've got two daughters and I'm not doing it real well yet. I'm, she's 16. My daughter was pretty smart. She kept them away from me. Mm. She didn't bring a lot of them home, uh, which bothered me. <laughs> but no, uh, she had a couple of them that she brought around and you know, I thought, well, they're okay. And then I found out they were rotten. <laughs> yeah, but we don't like anybody's messing with our daughters. Not our really. Girls. Not really. You know, you, you're not going to be too happy with any of them. So you just kind of learn to kind of look, just kind of... If she's happy, I'm happy. What a philosophy. Well, well what are you going to do? You're going to fight it? Would you have been a good president? I mean, would you, could you have followed the way Ronald? I, could, I would love to see you as president with, this, with your, pretty much your attitude. Well, the Russians want to come over here. They can if they want to, but hell with them, you know. Or either yeah, you fight them. come over, we'll kick their butts. That's right. Uh, <laughs> you, I might have been a pretty good president. Would you have been much of a diplomat, though? No. No. My Not your best quality. My problem is that I am uh, very honest. Mm -hmm. I tell the truth at my expense sometimes. And I don't think that you can really do that be a politician at all. They'd be scared of you, though, I think, the foreign people, you know, because they knew that they wouldn't be able to push you. Well, they'd, they'd learn pretty soon that if I say something, I mean it. If I say I'm going to bomb them, if they do that, I'm going to bomb them. That's for sure. Uh, you know, but... Uh, don't think we need a little bit more of that sometimes in politics? It's kind of refreshing, no, I, isn't it? I, I don't know that that's the way to do it. There is such a thing as diplomacy, and uh, you have to, I think you have to use it. But they'd have to fight me to use it, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I mean, you've had such a nice career, and you're working more than ever. Is that because you want to? Yes. Uh, well, uh, I want to, but uh, it, it's hard to turn down good jobs. And uh, right now I'm building a house, which uh, helps. It keeps you working. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, I, I enjoy working. I really do. The physical doing of it every day, going to work, I like. Because that's what you're used to. Yeah. You probably wouldn't know what to do with it. You'd probably be driving my crazy if you had to sit around the house all the time, wouldn't you? Fortunately, as I say, I'm building this house and it's a ranch and, uh, you know, I've got a lot of things to do. I've got a vineyard to run. And you can be a hot carrier. Cattle to run and uh, <laughs> no hot carrying, but uh, that'll keep me busy. How do you feel? Good. Good. I feel great. Because Terry told me, he said, you know, he'd be, he, your, your nephew in Nashville's had a little health problem and he said yeah, you had a little bit and now you want to make sure you were all right. Yeah, well, I'm doing great. Okay. I shot 75 the other day, so it can't be all bad. That's right. <laughs> all right. Thank you a lot. So, Thank you. That was that was a great movie, but I also thought even uh, to a certain extent James Garner had a pretty good sense of humor, although he was fairly stoic. Oh, he was dry. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was he had a very good sense of humor. He was yeah. dry. 
He was nominated for 15 Emmys in his career. Finally got one in 1977 for Rockford. Wait a minute. He, and he, uh, he's, you would, of course, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and you, you everything would, else. You and James Garner have the same amount of Emmys? Is that right? <laughs> well, maybe. That's about right. But he, you know, he just, he had a Golden Globe. Uh, I mean, he, he should have been, he should have received more awards than I he did, agree. really. Man, but I... uh, he was in so many. He did get an Oscar in 1985 for Best Actor in a Leading Role for that movie with Sally Field, Murphy's Romance. So that was not his best work, but I think Hollywood was trying to do a make good. Yeah, I think you're right on that. What a what a gym that was, and uh, enjoy going back in the vault, Jimmy. And I know you got hundreds, if not thousands, of these interviews that we can get to uh, in between our weekly podcast. And, uh, and I just absolutely love it. So thank you for sharing that with us uh, today, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope so, too. Until next time on Sweeping the Country, I'm Derek Walker. He's Jimmy Carter. Good day. Good day.